reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 8, Text Number 28. Manyetam Kalamishanam Anadiditanam Vipum Samam Charantam Sarvatra Bhutanam Yamitha Without beginning and end. Vipum, all pervading. Samam, equally merciful. Charantam, distributing. Sarvatra, everywhere. Bhutanam, of the living beings. Yachmita, by intercourse. Kali, dissension. Translation by Srila Prabhupada. My Lord, I consider your Lordship to be eternal time, supreme controller without beginning and end, the all-pervasive one. In distributing your mercy, you are equal 
to everyone. The dissensions between living beings are due to social intercourse. Report. Kati Devi knew that Krishna was neither her nephew nor an ordinary family member of her paternal house. She knew perfectly well that Krishna is the primeval Lord who lives in everyone's heart as Super Soul, Paramatma. Another name of the Paramatma feature of the Lord is Kala, or eternal time. Eternal time is the witness of all our actions, good and bad, and thus resultant reactions are destined by Him. It is no use saying that we do not know why and for what we are suffering. We may forget the misdeed for which we may suffer at this present moment, but we must remember that Paramatma is our constant companion, and therefore he knows everything past, present, and future. And because the Paramatma feature of Lord Krishna destines all actions and reactions, he is the supreme controller also. Without his sanction, not a blade of grass can move. The living beings are given as much freedom as they deserve, and misuse of that freedom is the cause of suffering. The devotees of the Lord do not misuse their freedom, and therefore they are the good sons of the Lord. Others who misuse freedom are put into miseries destined by the eternal Kala. The Kala offers the conditioned souls both happiness and distress, miseries. It is all predestined by eternal time. As we have miseries uncalled for, so we may have happiness also without being asked, for they are all predestined by Kala. No one is therefore either an enemy or friend of the Lord. Everyone is suffering and enjoying the result of his own destiny. This destiny is made by the living beings in course of social intercourse. Everyone here wants to lord it over the material nature, and thus everyone creates his own destiny under the supervision of the Supreme Lord. He is all-pervading, and therefore he can see everyone's activities. And because the Lord has no beginning or end, he is known also as eternal time, Kala. Mukam karati vachalam bhangam langa tegirim yati pantamam mande sigaram tilatarinam Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gyananjara Sharakaya Chakshura Minitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave So Krishna is described here as Kala, time. How does Krishna appear as time? Well, it's described he's in the heart witnessing everything. In, in that sense, he's, he's time. He's making a record. Time is making a record. Time is not just going on, but the record of all of our actions are being kept by time. It's described that for the devotees, Krishna is keeping the record of all the devotional service we're doing. And for the non-devotees, there is the Yamaraja's secretary, Chandragupta. He's keeping the records of all the good and bad deeds that we do. And so in Gita, Krishna says, I am time, when he shows his universal form to Arjuna. And the nature of time is that he's destroying everything. Everything is being destroyed. Now I'm living in a body that's over 70 years old. And so I can feel the effects of time 
just if I don't do any exercise, if I don't move, then my body will naturally deteriorate. It will na just naturally. You don't have when you're young, you don't worry. Your body naturally goes on. But when you get older, the tendency is for it to deteriorate unless you do some prevention. And so I do yoga, I do swimming. So that helps to maintain the body. When you're young, you don't have to think about time too much. But when you're older, you think the time is going very fast and you don't have much time left. And so every second counts, every minute counts, every hour counts. Uh, very, very, time is so important to you when you get older. Uh, so here in this purport, Prabhupada describes time as a representation of super soul. Another name of Paramatma, feature of the Lord, is Kala. So for the devotees, uh, the Lord is in the heart. The Lord is, that, that aspect of Paramatma is known by the devotees. The non-devotees, he's also in the heart of the non-devotees, but the non-devotees don't take care, they don't listen to Paramatma, they don't notice Paramatma. Devotees, they notice. And for, so for the non-devotees, the Paramatma, Paramatma expands externally and appears as time. Mrityu sarvaharaschaham. So for the non-devotees, Krishna comes as death. Then they will see, yes, they will see God. As we know, there's the famous philosopher Nietzsche from Germany, I think, or from one of those European countries. Not sure. Hmm? Yeah. Germany? He's German. And so somebody did um, on the wall of some building, God is dead, signed Nietzsche. And then somebody else wrote underneath, Nietzsche is dead, signed God. <laughs> So this is, yes, they say God is dead, but actually God is going to make them dead. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is time. So for the non-devotees, God appears as, as time. Eternal time is the witness, and reactions are destined. So everyone is getting the result of his own destiny. Uh, there is a story of Lord Shiva and Parvati. Uh, they were watching this very extremely poor man was walking on the road and Parvati was feeling compassionate to this poor, poor man. He had nothing. And so Lord, she told her husband, Lord Shiva, please do something for this man. And Lord Shiva said, even if I do something, he won't get the result. His destiny is to be poor. So she said, no, no, just do something. So he said, okay. So Shiva disguised himself. He came. And he put a whole bunch of gold inside a big watermelon. And he said to the poor man, here, take this watermelon. And the, and the, and the poor man felt, he said, wow, this is so heavy. I can, if I sell this watermelon, I can get so much money for it. He went and sold the watermelon. And he was back to being poor again. And so uh, your destiny is supreme. Of course, not for the devotees. If you surrender to Krishna, it's wiped out. Surrender to me. And I'll protect you all from all your sinful reactions. So we'll talk about that a little later. But there was another example of one crow. One crow and uh, Yamaraj. The crow was sitting on the, on the fence. And the crow happened to see Yamaraj smiling at him. And the crow got upset and he said, Oh my God, Yamaraj is smiling. I better get away from here. Yamaraj is after me. 
So he, he got the help of Garuda, and Garuda said, yeah, I'll take you to a whole other planet, no problem. So Garuda took him to another planet, far, far away from where he saw Yamaraj. And as soon as he put the crow down, a cat came and ate him. And then he went to Yamaraj. And Yamaraj was smiling, and, and, and the crow said, you know, why were you smiling at me before? He said, because I knew you were going to die very soon, and I was wondering, it is so far, far away, I was wondering how you were going to get there. <laughs> so, the destiny is there. You, you can try and change it, but we can change it. We, we, we have that, that choice as devotees. If we remain in Krishna consciousness, we can be protected. I know I have a friend who was supposed to die like about 15 years ago. She went to the astrologist and the astrologer predicted her death, but she didn't die. She's still alive. And so she went back to the astrologer and, uh, and she asked the astrologer, okay, I didn't die, now what? what, what what's going to happen to me? And the astrologer said, I can't tell because you're supposed to die. Now I can't say what, what's happening. And, Devotee, she's doing her devotional service and got an extra span of life there. Uh, or Krishna may take you quicker. He may take you quicker or he may, he may let you live a long time and do more. It's up to Krishna. So another aspect of time is the destructive that is for the non-devotees, of course. And here also it talks about mercy. Um, he's equal to everyone. The sun is shining on the poor man's house and the sun is shining on the rich man's house. Sun is equal. But if you close yourself in your closet, uh, you won't see the sun. So mercy is there for everyone, but if you close yourself off to it, then you won't get it. So we have to be open to receive the mercy of the Lord. And that will be discussed more in the purport of tomorrow's verse, so I won't talk so much about it. Um, so liberation is open for everyone, and we just have to take it. Now we've got this opportunity. So I'd like to talk more about time today. That will be the theme of today's class, is different faces of time. We've heard how for the devotee, time is friendly, and for the non-devotee, time is very fearful. And we gave the example in a previous class that there is a difference in the death of a devotee and the death of a non-devotee. That when the rat is in the mouth of the cat, how is the rat feeling? Oh my God, now I'm finished. Everything is finished. And he knows he's going to be eaten alive. So the non-devotee in the, in the mouth of death is like that. And the devotee, uh, when it's time to die, He's also in the mouth of the cat, but it's mother cat, and he's like a kitten. So the, when, when the kitten is in the mouth of the cat, the kitten feels secure, safe, happy, uh, protected, uh, because we know we're going to go back with the mother, back to home, back to Godhead. Mother is taking us. So we might feel the teeth at the time of death, but we know our destination, so we are very happy. I know there was one devotee lady in Mayapur. She was dying and she went into a coma one time and she came back out of it and she said, oh, Krishna came and asked me to come with him, but I, I said no. 
<laughs> he said no. And so then, then she had a then she was alive for another two weeks, and then she had a dream. And she came in the morning. She said, "Oh, last night I dreamt, and Radharani came to me." And I said, "Yes." <laughs> so <laughs> I said yes to Radharani. <laughs> so then she left her body soon after that. So it's interesting these near-death experiences that devotees have just before they're going to go back to Godhead. So Yudhisthira, he was asked in Mahabharat many questions. One question he was asked was, what is the news? So if someone asks you, what is the news? Uh, what do you think of? Uh, so he said, the news is that this universe is like a frying pan, and everybody is being cooked by time. Time is the cook, the sun is the fire, the days and nights are the fuel, the months and seasons are the stirring ladle, and some of us are well done, some of us are completely fried <laughs> in this frying pan of time. Uh, yeah, yes, you don't have to be old to feel that influence of time. It's going on. Uh, this is the news, and if you read the newspaper, you'll get the same news. Where people are being, this one's dying, that one's dying, this one's fighting, that one's fighting. So Bhishradev said, how wonderful is the influence of time. It's irreversible. Otherwise, how can such great devotees like King Yudhisthira, who is religion personified, Bhima, fighter with club, Arjuna, great oak bowman, how can they be put into difficulties by time? And Krishna is their, is their friend and well-wisher. So Prabhupada said, despite the power of pious acts, power of personalities, the power of expert management, the power of weapons, the Pandavas suffered so many reverses, which can only be explained as due to the influence of Kala. The Prabhupada explains Kala, it means Krishna himself, so the influence of Kala indicates the inexplicable wish of the Lord himself. So there's nothing to be lamented when it's beyond the control of any human being. So why do great devotees seem to suffer? And we, we discussed before that the Lord teaches the world by teaching the devotee. When people see how a devotee behaves, how he acts, then they can understand how to live in this world peacefully, how to live peacefully here. So Prabhupada said, whenever there's a show made to teach the devotee, like Krishna taught Gita to Arjuna, it's for teaching the less intelligent men. So that's us. Gita is for us. We are the less intelligent people here. Um, and Gita is for us. Um, so Prabhupada says the duty of a devotee is to ungrudgingly accept difficulties from the Lord as a benediction. So, back to time. The time factor is another feature of the Lord. And if you don't know that time is the Lord, you will be afraid of the time factors. So if you have any fear, it means you, you don't know that Krishna is time. You, if you have any fear, then you haven't realized that Krishna, it's Krishna coming as time. Yeah, it's hard to love him, of course, as Prabhupada uh, in 1942, I think I kind of paraphrased this story. He, it was uh, the wartime, they were bombing, and 
Prabhupada was seeing, oh yeah, well, this is Krishna coming, this is Krishna. These bombs, but not a very lovable form of, of Krishna. So Prabhupada said, a, a man, uh, your father might be a police officer, but if he comes home firing his gun, you won't be very uh, happy to see him. And so time is like uh, the father firing his gun at you. Uh, the time, Kala Rupa. You, don't, you can't really relate with it very hard. You have to dodge the bullets. Um, so this is, this is Krishna. And so the child loves his father when he's at home like a father. So we love Krishna in Goloka Vrindavan. We cannot relate to the, his feature of time. Time is for the non-devotees. The devotees uh, do not see time in the same way. Of course, Prahlad Maharaj, he prayed that, oh my Lord, Time is your representation, and I'm being crushed by time, so I surrender to you. Please take me under the protection of your lotus feet. So if you're getting battered, being crushed by time, take shelter. Somehow think of Krishna. And Krishna is giving us a special concession in Bhagavad Gita. At the end of Gita, he says, just surrender to me, and I will protect you from your sinful reactions. I'll protect you from the reactions that you're supposed to get from time. So Krishna is calling us in Bhagavad Gita. He's calling us all, please come to me, I'll protect you. Don't worry, no worries, as they say here in Australia. You will have no worries if we surrender to Krishna. So therefore, another thing, devotees, they're very conscious of time very conscious, what am I thinking now? Is this helpful for my devotional service? Is this detrimental? You should accept the good thoughts, what will help you, thinking of Krishna, thinking of devotional service, thinking of your spiritual master, and reject the thoughts that take you away from Krishna. Because there's a verse in Bhagavatam, persons who are intelligent and philosophically inclined should endeavor only for that thing which they haven't yet gotten in this world by wandering from the highest planet down to the lowest planet. So what, uh, as far as sense enjoyment is concerned, it will come automatically in due course of time, just as distress. Nobody looks for distress, but it comes. And everyone is looking for happiness, but it may not come. It may come, it may not come. So, if you're here in Srimad Bhagavatam, then you are protected from Yamaraj. Because there's a verse in this first canto, later on, chapter 16. As long as Yamaraj is present here, no one shall meet with death. The great sages have invited Yamaraj here to hear Bhagavatam. So, if we hear Bhagavatam, it says, Aho niloke pieta hari lilamritam basha. Just hear, just hear Bhagavatam, hear about Krishna. You'll be saved from death. Because Yamaraj is a great devotee, so we shouldn't be afraid of Yamaraj. He, he says, Don't go near the devotees. Of course, he, he goes near the devotees. And yet, so next time you have, he likes Kirtan, he likes Katha. Next time you have Kirtan, you can invite Yamaraj. To come and he will be very happy and oh see? Confirmed. <laughs> but maybe you better be careful about inviting Yamaraj also. I, I don't know if it's a good idea. 
Uh, you have to be on a certain level to invite him. Otherwise, anyway, Prabhupada was talking about Yamaraj. Yamaraj ordered his Yamadutas, don't go near my devotees who are chanting. Don't go near my devotees. Offer them respect. Go to people who don't want to chant Hare Krishna. Bring them to me. So he was giving a lecture on this verse on, on Yamaraj in Gorakhpur, India, 1971. And there were many Indian men in, in the audience. And Prabhupada gave a new translation to the verse. He said, Yamaraj is telling, bring everyone to me who does not become a life member of ISKCON. <laughs> they all became life members <laughs> immediately. Prabhupada knew how to preach time, place, and circumstance. <laughs> and if Prabhupada says it, you better do it. <laughs> I think there was one man on his deathbed who also became a life member before he died. He was, he was scared after that. Um, so, yeah. So we have to be prepared for death. When I was at Govardhan, we, I go to Govardhan every year and I'm doing pujari work. And one of our pujaris, he was a brahmachari with Indudumna Maharajas, I think one of the main brahmacharis. And he was a pujari at Govardhan and he got a terrible pain in his stomach and he, he thought he was going to die. And he was giving away all whatever he had to the devotees. And so we sent our brahmachari Adi Purush to check on him and Adi Purush said, eh, it's just gas. You're not, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with you. And, but he was prepared. <laughs> He was, he was prepared to leave his body. Um, yeah, and you, if you're in Vrindavan, you can, you can feel like you're dying, actually. Many, many times I felt that way. And so it's, yeah, it's reality there. Um, and so every, every human being doesn't want to die. But Prabhupada says, since you become Krishna conscious, your death has been stopped. But don't fall down and, and again, capture death. So how to avoid death is to hear, hear Krishna Kata, chant Hare Krishna. Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, always serve Bhagavatam, and Kirtaniya Sadhari, the two go together. Chant Hare Krishna, always. So there's another verse in Bhagavatam, Ayur Hariti Vaipum Samudyanastan, Tasyarti Yakshananita, Uttama Shoka Vartaya, that both by rising and setting, the sun, decreases the duration of life of everyone, except when he uses the time discussing topics of Krishna. So the devotees are exempt from the sun taking away the duration of their life. It's, it's, they're protected from time when you chant Hare Krishna. In uh, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he uh, was going every morning on Harinam and, and uh, in Udila Aruna, Bhaktivinoda Thakur tells that Lord Chaitanya was preaching to the people. He said, you spend your nights uselessly sleeping and daytime decorating your bodies. You receive this greatest gift of the human form, but you do not care for it. Not caring for the darling of Yashoda, you slowly fall through your last moments till death. With every rising and setting of the sun, a day passes and is lost. Now why do you remain idle? not serve the Lord of the heart. So another interesting point 
from Bhagavatam 7th Canto is that the time factor enhances the mode of goodness. It favors the mode of goodness. Isn't that interesting? Because uh, passion and ignorance, the demon, the demonic mentality is in passion and ignorance. So the time factor is, um, is created by the Lord and he, he favors goodness and he um, devours passion and ignorance as Kala Sarpa, the snake of time. Of time. So there's a time for creation, the beginning of creation, there is Brahma, and there's austerities, and there's the Prajapatis, the great sages. There's a time for maintenance, and that's Vishnu, the demigods, the kings. And at the end, there's a time for destruction. And there's irreligion, there's Lord Shiva, and there's the atheists. So we're feeling a little bit of that influence now in Kali Yuga. <coughs> But if we want to be protected from the time of Kali Yuga, then we can find shelter in the Harinam Sankirtan, in this Krishna conscious movement for the next 10,000 years. It's there on this planet. Actually, 5,000 years, no, 500 years have already passed since Lord Chaitanya came. So it's almost 10,000 years left. So we should take advantage. You may think, oh, that's a long time, no problem. But if you if you mess up this life, then you could end up in, in going to the heavenly planets and live there for, you know, more than 10,000 years on this planet, and then you might miss it. So better do it in this lifetime. Prabhupada would encourage us to finish in this life uh, our Krishna consciousness. And so Prabhupada also was very conscious of time. He was beyond the time zones. Um, he never wasted his time. Shudakirti tells a story. I was only 20 years old when I was his servant. I had a difficult time keeping up with him as he traveled around the world. He was 75 years old. And sometimes on his morning walks, his disciples would look at each other, shake their heads, and wonder when he was going to go back because they were getting tired. I remember I went on a morning walk with Prabhupada. I was, I was um, late, and I had to run to catch up, and... When I got there, Prabhupada stopped the whole morning walk and Hare Krishna. He, you know, I thought, wow, he took the time to notice me. He wasn't too busy. He had, he had all the time in the world, even though he was the, the leader of such a movement. He had time for everyone. He had time. I, you know, who was I? I was just some, you know, inco you know inconceivable, not inconceivable, but insignificant, insignificant is the word. Devotee, one of one among thousands, but he had the time to say Hare Krishna to me, and I, that made me feel really good. And then I tried to walk, but he, you know, I, he was walking so fast, and I was trying to figure out how does he walk so fast? I'm twenty something, he's seventy something, and I I'm tired. You know, I just couldn't figure it out. So one day, one time, Shudakirti tells a story. They were on a short flight from New York. And devotees were on the seats next to Prabhupada all the way across. And as the flight progressed, some of the devotees started to fall asleep, do the dive bomb. And, and he said it was quite a sight seeing a row of shaven heads bobbing up and down. And Prabhupada was not amused. He said, just see. Everyone is wide awake except for the devotees. They're in Maya sleeping. Everyone else is awake. Why they cannot stay awake? 
So Shruti Kirti said, usually when Prabhupada said like, something like that, I remained silent. I was afraid of saying the wrong thing and disturb him more. So he said, I, I, he, he simply sat in silence waiting for him to stop. Uh, there wasn't a point you could make that Prabhupada couldn't defeat. So I didn't try to argue, you know, devotees only sleep a few hours compared to the non-devotees. We were sleeping like four hours. Uh, that was the standard when I joined, four hours sleep, uh, 20 hours service. So I did that for like five years as Pujari. But uh, he said, uh, one thing was certain, I didn't sleep on that flight. <laughs> and so um, Prabhupada had a time. In the morning when it was cool and nice, he went for his morning walk. And then he managed the society after breakfast. That was his management time when he was having massage. He would meet people. You have darshan in the evening, have classes. So and there was a time. And he, he slept around 10.30. He got up at 12.31 to write his books. So even Prabhupada, he really knew how to use time, and he was, he was beyond the time zones. The devotees would be tired, but he would just pick up wherever he left off. So he was an example of how a devotee is beyond time. How is a devotee beyond time? And so don't waste time. Use it carefully. Um, there is an interesting story about the deities in New York City, Radha Govinda, the devotees were going out every day on book distribution and they thought they needed more time. They wanted to go out earlier. So they moved the Mangal Arti up to 3.30 p.m. or 3.45, some really, really early time. Prabhupada came and took darshan of the deities. He said, Krishna is tired, he's not getting enough sleep. He has to herd the cows the whole day. This was in New York. Um, where is he going to herd the cows in New York? <laughs> I don't know, but Prabhupada said he was, so he said, you have to give him enough sleep, so they moved back to 4.30 again. Uh, so even the devotee's not under time, but Krishna seems to be. <laughs> and another time um, in uh, Calcutta, uh, Shri Bhakti Siddhanta, oh, one of her, uh, Saraswati, oh no, Bhakti Siddhanta Das, our devotee. He had a darshan of Radha Govinda Prabhupada's childhood deities, and he was watching them dress the deities. And then the Pujari put a watch on Krishna, and he thought Krishna needs to know the time. <laughs> He's beyond time, but somehow he needs a watch <laughs> to know the time. And so he uh, gave the best of everything to Krishna. Yeah, so um, there's just one last thing about time. How time is in the spiritual world is different from here. There's no past or, or future, it's only present. And every time something happens, you think it's the first time it happens. You don't remember that it happened. There's no past. So everything is fresh and new. And so also there's some time zones in Dwaraka. If you didn't know, Krishna's palaces Narada Muni went to visit Krishna's palaces and he visited all 16,108 palaces within a few minutes. And what did he see? In one palace, Krishna was waking up and chanting Gayatri. In another palace, Krishna was having his lunch. In another palace, he was having his dinner. In another palace, he was swimming. 
He was doing something different in each palace, and each palace had a different time zone. You can imagine that, 16,108 time zones. So Narada Muni, he, he, in the spiritual world, you, 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 if you try to think of it, your, your brain will just explode. You, you can't figure it out. So same with Prabhupada, we could, I couldn't figure him out. I was always trying to figure him out. When I would see him, I was thinking, is he in this world? Because he didn't—he didn't exactly look like he was there. He looked like it was, like a like a movie. It was like watching a movie. He seemed kind of there and kind of not there. So I was trying to figure out where, where is he? I mean, is he in another dimension? I'm kind of now I'm seeing him. Uh, but I could never figure out with my intelligence. Then I realized it's only by devotion that you can understand Prabhupada. You have to have some devotion, and then. He can reveal himself to you. And so we should use our time very nicely, properly. Try to remember Krishna, try to think of him, and we will be protected from being cooked by time. So stop here. If there's any questions, you can ask at this moment. Yes, Padma? <coughs> Pardon me? I couldn't hear so well. You have a mic? You got. Oh, you have a new name, are you saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Time has passed, so I didn't know. <laughs> oh, you got the microphone. Okay. Yes, so my, my name is Nancy Claudini. Claudini, okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, you're a very nice class. I uh, just wanted to comment on this phenomenon. You know, sometimes we hear devotees um, saying that they, they have the experience that Krishna will adjust time. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. To, so that they always yes. manage to get. Um, Krishna will adjust time. I know a story that uh, one devotee was trying to, was driving in her car and she had to catch a, a boat and there was a traffic jam and she had, she's going to the temple I think, she had, but she had to go by boat across the English Channel and there was a huge traffic jam and she couldn't make it for sure, there was no way she could make it but somehow she kept driving and driving and, and when she got there she was a half an hour early <laughs> so she was praying the whole way to Krishna and to Nishingadev and, and she made it on that boat <laughs> to go to the temple. Yeah, that, that's one story I know of when devotee told me that, that she, <laughs> that somehow, yeah. I know another devotee, he, he, he was on the way to the airport, but he did a different thing. He saw an ambulance go by and he went right behind the ambulance and he made his flight. You'll see the huge traffic jam. <laughs> the ambulance went to the airport. <laughs> he made his flight. Yeah, so there's yeah, different things. But the main, main thing is to use our time in Krishna consciousness. Don't forget Krishna in your day. Not just in Japa time, not just in, but in your day. Okay, any other questions?
maybe uh, there's a few minutes, Madhuji, you can elaborate on how the mode of goodness works with time in a better way. How does the mode of goodness work? Yes. Yeah, this is this is described in seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. That the whole purpose of creation is to deliver the devotees back to Godhead. So the Lord comes here for those in the mode of goodness, for the devotees. The Lord comes here to favor the devotees. So the incarnations come, Krishna speaks Bhagavad Gita. Is for the purpose of enlightening, enhancing the mode of goodness. And so in that sense, the Lord, as, as it, time, also does that too. Uh, as he, he gives us, when we're engaged in devotional service, then he, he helps us as time. We're protected. I mean, what the main reason, the, the main way that time enhances goodness is we're protected from our reactions, which we did in the mode of passion and ignorance in our past lives. In this life too, we do stuff, we do things we don't mean to do, but it's out of, sometimes we just, out of habit, bad habit, we, we do things. But time helps us by protecting us from reactions to things that we do accidentally. Um, of course, so one time Prabhupada was asked the question, because uh, uh, what's the difference between an accidental fall down and one that's not accidental fall down? Because we may fall down accidentally or we may fall down uh, purposely. The Prabhupada said that the difference is that, that an accidental fall down, that you, you didn't premeditate it, you didn't think, I'm going to do this. And, and, and the way you tell that it's an accident or fall down is you leave, you may leave Krishna consciousness, but then you come back. If you come back, then there was an accident or fall down. There's some devotees have gone away for 10, 15 years, and then they come back. Robin said, that's an accident or fall down. And if you fall down and don't come back, then that's purpose, purposeful. But even the purposeful fall down, you're protected. It's just, there is one verse in Krishna book that says that even if a devotee falls down, he doesn't suffer the way an ordinary person suffers. So you're being protected there. Your mode of goodness is being enhanced. You're being protected from the lower modes. That's the protection. And how he enhances, uh, time enhances for the devotees. For the devotees. Yeah, yes. Um, Rupa Raghunath, uh, we have a mic. Isn't it that uh, you were saying devotees, uh, you know, may even purposely fall down? Yeah. Protected, but isn't it that um, even if, if you, you purposely fall down, fall down, if you come back, then it's accidental. Okay, yeah. but um, if devotees fall down in knowledge, they get a worse, worse reaction, and they may be covered more by. Yeah, they it, at first they make it make it more covered. At first, so that happens, but you know there is Krishna says in, in Bhagavad Gita 
if, but if they engage in devotional service, if they, there's like a picture I did for my Bhagavad Gita book. There's this devotee who is breaking all the rules, all the four regulative principles, but somehow he can't forget Krishna. Somehow in the heart he can't get rid of it, even though he's trying to, his best to enjoy the world. Somehow he can't forget that time he was with Krishna. So then in the picture we have Krishna and Garuda pulling the Bodhi back by his Sikha and taking him out. <laughs> and so, yes, we should not judge a devotee who falls away. We should not judge um, uh, because uh, we should try to help them come back. Uh, make it, it will make it more difficult. One time one devotee, one of the sannyasis, fell down and mailed his danda back to Prabhupada. And there was no internet at the time, but it was like, ISKCON was like a virtual internet because uh, somehow the news spread all over and devotees were talking and Prabhupada chastised the devotees. He said, now you are making it difficult for him to come back. And that devotee did come back, actually, eventually. He came back. He came to see Prabhupada. When Prabhupada was leaving his body, he came to see Prabhupada. And... Uh, Prabhupada asked him, so, where's your wife? And he said, oh, my wife, she just had a baby, so she can't travel. So, if Prabhupada wasn't saying, why did you do this? Now you're, you're, you're finished. He didn't, he didn't chastise him. He said, where's your wife? And so then, and then this, the devotee said, and I named him Abai. I named my son Abai. So, yeah, and there's a whole purport about this, this particular devotee in the eighth canto about the crocodile and the, and the um, elephant. And Prabhupada said, you should be in a situation what's best for your Krishna consciousness. And so he encouraged that devotee to continue as a grihasta. And, and he did. And his, he left his body in Los Angeles, and a few days before he left his body, he was in his wheelchair leading the kirtan for Rathiyatra. <laughs> so, <laughs> he was leading the kirtan. And so he came back. He came back. And so, yeah, the Gita says, don't judge. Gita, even if he falls down, you, he's righteous. Very soon he'll become righteous. Uh, so, but we, we should be, we should try to help those devotees who, who go away and, be open, and if they commit offense, of course, that's then if they blaspheme, then you shouldn't associate. But um, if they are open, if it's just sense gratification, not philosophy, then it's easier to bring them back to Krishna consciousness. Any other question? Oh, you have a question. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the class. Um, you said to support other sort of devotees who are falling down. Um, what if you feel in yourself that you are falling? Like, what actions can you take to support yourself? Okay, what, if, what happens if you feel like you're falling away? Um, well, the best, I mean, the best protection is association with devotees. So you should try to, um, you can talk confidentially to somebody and tell them your problems and ask for suggestions. That's one thing you can do. Associate with devotees. You can pray for help. 
any deity that you like to, and Srila Prabhupada is very, very strong to help, pray for help, and try to um, control your eating habits, um, because often if you eat food that's not offered, that will bring you down. Your association will bring you down if you associate with persons who are not into Krishna consciousness. That, so try to um, be careful of your association, take good association, and um, take prasadam, those two things, and try to chant more if you can. That would be helpful. Do more service. Um, but do inquire confidentially with, with um, the senior devotees and ask them. They may have more ideas what you can do. But do keep bad association. We were discussing, I think in one class, I think on Sunday, four causes of fall down. So be careful of these four things. Pride and bad association or lack of any association. Don't just keep by yourself. And lack of knowledge, ignorance and offenses to any, even not only just offense to devotees, offense to other living entities. Yeah. Be careful of these four things. Do the opposite. And this will help you. Keep you from falling down. Okay, Jai, I'll go with the Shri Prabhupada. Hare Krishna.